Welcome back, everybody, to the Triangle Anime and Manga Review. I'm uh, Logan, and here with... Wait a second. No. I'm Ozzy, and I'm here with Logan. You're just, you're just going to go straight back into the white man voice. I, I, I am very I'm impressed. sorry. I'm a little scared, okay? <laughs> you do the intro sometimes. <laughs> I was hoping they wouldn't catch it. They'd be like, what's wrong with Logan? He seems kind of weird today. He <laughs> seems a little brown. No. <laughs> I just go back to like you being a newscaster. And today, three people were murdered, and more at 11. Like, okay. Oh, we found someone face down in the water retention hole. That actually happened. That did happen. <laughs> and uh, then there was a shooting the next day. We live uh, in the Wild West. Well, it's the East, but the Wild East. Yeah. Oh, man. Everything's just looking up positive. Uh, you know, there Except is that a, guy. Yeah. Summer is the per. you know, summer when you should be going outside. But when all that violence is going on, you know what it means? Perfect time to stay Go to the pool. No, go to the pool. Go to the pool. He said, that guy went to the wrong place. He should have gone to the pool. (laughs) Should have stayed inside and watched anime. That's what he should have been That's basically what we're doing. Between going out sometimes, sweating our asses off, and dealing with that heat, we're going inside and dealing with all the heat we get from the anime we get to watch. I I tell you what, you know who would look good at the pool? Gojo. Gojo. Gojo? Oh, yeah. absolutely, man. I mean, Gojo just looks good everywhere. I'd be a little distracted. I don't, I'd don't. i be gazing into his eyes like they were pools themselves. I mean, he's basically God. got the color of a nice crystal how they clear get, pool. How do they get the fucking animation so good on that? It's crazy. Well, it's just unfair. I mean, the guy is already OP as shit. Like, he is just... One, one, I just one of the uh, reminders of like our one of our first podcasts where we talked about OP characters and how they could be used well. Like he is the epitome of that. Like he is OP. Like they have to work around him and they keep him that way. But not only that, he's the sexiest looking bastard on the face of the earth. He's also very intelligent. It's like, that too. Like there's like, nothing doesn't come. Like oh my god. Like Goku's a moron and he wears orange, so he's fucking. Disgusting. He's, he's basically a clown. Yeah, you know, fucking Ichigo is like a ginger, so he's got no soul. I, I can at least yeah, and he's that. all like angsty and not friendly yeah, at all. Yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. I just Gojo just uh, fucking has everything. It's Naruto's not... an idiot and honestly not that good looking. What's his name from My Hero? I don't even remember. Deku. Deku. Why do we even bring him up? I don't know. I mean, he's kind of a nerd. I mean, he's, he's always pathetic. <laughs> but <laughs> like, a... really, like this guy has it all. Like, it's just unfair. Can you save some for the rest of us? He's drowning in it. Yeah. No kidding. Drowning other people in it. That hey, that's so what, maybe he drowned that one guy. So, do you want to? Do we actually want to start talking about the anime, or do we just want to keep sorry? We're really distracted. Into Gojo's eyes? Can we just do a whole podcast <laughs> on Gojo and attractive <laughs> husbandos? Like, uh, I'm sorry. Were you saying something? I was too busy staring into Gojo. I mean, eyes. I actually am. Oh no, I have something <laughs> else pulled up. I was earlier. I had uh, you know, I was looking at the information for the new season, which. That's what this podcast is about today. It's about the new summer season. Just going to go over it. Uh, we're uh, about four episodes in or so, four weeks into the uh, summer season, and uh, we've got a, a good amount of returning stuff. Obviously, we talked about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, brought it up at least, and then we have some new stuff too. So we're excited about a few of these things, and we're just going to talk about it, right, Logan? Yeah, I mean, I would say uh, for those of you who never make it past the first five minutes of the podcast, I mean, this... Uh whole season has been off to a much better start than I kind of expected it to. Obviously, we've got the returning ones, but uh, I think we've had a lot more interesting anime out this season than I expected. I kind of just thought it was going to be ZOM 100 and then everything else was kind of going to be like, yeah, whatever. Um, And uh, I've been pretty decently surprised by some of these anime coming out of the woodwork. Uh, 
Which means I just have no time for anything between work and getting married and everything yes, else. Yes, you have that. Let's not forget. Uh, Logan, this will be our, uh, it'll be, we'll probably be on a small break because Logan has excuses, which include getting married and going on a honeymoon. So uh, we'll come back when the season ends, obviously. But yeah. uh, this man has been busy uh, yeah. preparing for that and, like you said, going outside and watching anime. You know what else doesn't help? That Twisted Metal show. Way better than it should have been. Really? Any right it ha- it nice. should have been. And we've been watching a lot of movies, right? I mean, we we've been. I feel like you watched Barbie Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, we watched. Uh, what did we watch uh, a couple of weeks ago? Um, came out early this month. Um, yep, that one. That one. It must have been really memorable. Uh, clearly. Oh no, Asteroid City. Oh, we watched that watch movie. That one, but y'all pretty watch good. That. Yeah, yeah, Worth yeah. watching. You watch uh, that one. We're gonna go watch TMNT next week. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So uh, it's uh, we're busy. It's a good year. It's a good year for media, just all around. I've been I'll take pretty it. surprised. I'm I don't sure. know. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to discuss Oppenheimer on this podcast. But, oh uh, yes, we just need a whole a bomb uh, series, right? How not, many a bombs are we can talk about the a bomb nuke from uh, from uh, Hunter Hunter? Yep. And I think that's it. How many a? Oh no, there's an a bomb in uh, what's it called? Full uh, Metal Alchemist. They actually have an A bomb come up. Oh, that's true. But also that that stupid anime where the dude's like, uh, he like imagines that he's like this ringleader of this organization, but he actually is. Oh, that's uh, his eminence and shadow. Yeah, isn't there a nuke and in the, that? There is a. He is nuclear in that exactly. one. And then also can't forget Dragon Ball Z, where Bulma took the nuke out of Sixteen's chest, and that guy ended up getting him killed. Or oh yeah. Poor 16. That sucks. That's the only time a nuke has actually not been a good idea. (laughs) You know, I I don't know that it would have actually killed Cell, but it would have been interesting. Oh, gosh. Anyway, we should probably get back on track. Uh, So, first anime of the season. Barbie is probably the best isekai uh, out there. Uh, It was a fantastic transition. And and Oppenheimer is the best romance. (laughs) There's a lot of weird things in Oppenheimer. A lot of things you don't necessarily expect. But, yeah. You know, Barbie was such a good isekai, it's only topped by probably the greatest isekai that we've ever seen, and the only one that you acknowledge, um, <laughs> Mashuko Tensei. So, you want to get us started on the Jobless Reincarnation? Yes. Uh, so, Jobless Reincarnation Season 2, Mashuko Tensei is back, uh, and it just, it, this shit bangs, man. I mean, this is the, to me, the epitome of what an isekai should be, it should strive to be. And this thing just continues doing it right. I mean, uh, so if just some spoilers after season one is kind of a big turning point for uh, Rudy Rudeus because um, what's his name? What's her name? Left him, uh, right? Um, um, his girl. What's her name? The redhead girl. Yes. I don't know. I can't believe I forgot her name. She's actually out. She's been out of the manga for so long too. Well, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I know Sylvia, I know Roxy, I know the new Sarah girl, but what's her name? But anyway, she uh, she left him. Um, You know, obviously things happened, and now he's kind of a shell of himself for a few moments. um, But we're getting to see him kind of turn that around and uh, find himself a new goal, which is uh, dealing finding the people that he lost. Uh, and we also get to see some older characters. Uh, we get to see Sylphie again, which is great to see because she's in another world. Uh, I guess another part of the world, completely random part of the world. And uh, she's dealing with her own trials. So, um, you know, it continues and it's doing a great job. I mean, always, As always, the animations are awesome. The fight sequences are great because they take their time to animate them very well. 
Um, the story itself is just it's just a continuation. So I love the characters. I love Rodeus having to deal with this hard time, having to deal with him, you know, kind of being abandoned almost, especially because, I mean, based off his entire backstory of his previous life, which is another, which again, is the best part of the story, is that, you know, he's never had that connection with somebody that close. And once he got it, it, and once and it he fell apart, it yeah. fell apart, right? And it's now it's gone, and I can see that hitting them him hard. Right? It's yeah, it's really traumatized our boy. I mean, and he's still a pervert, but he's dealing with some interesting uh, psychological problems right now. Uh, he's still praying to panties, so I'm sure. My, I don't understand how that's a problem. Uh, I'm sure my fiance loves that I'm watching this show. Um, and then uh, yeah, this is the. For those who read the manga, this is the erectile dysfunction arc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's for manga readers. Um, excuse me. Uh, it's not a manga. It's a light novel. Thank you very much. It's both. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, yeah, so the the ED uh, series. But I don't think they've touched on it much, right? I mean, I know that they... They did finally kind of get into it. Yeah. Okay. There is a single episode where they really detail it, and then after that, it's kind of just out in the open, but they yeah. don't really... And, I, and like, this is going to go on for a while, because it goes on for a, a decent amount of time, and, I mean, it doesn't get brought up often, but he doesn't really fix it for a while. Yeah, he's got a trust issue with women after uh, the girl left her, so... Completely I mean, valid? Absolutely valid? I think that's part of what makes this show so interesting, is that... You know, obviously it's got the cartoony aspects and it's got the pervy aspects, but it's uh, this guy is dealing very much with real world problems. It just happens to be in a fantasy world. You know, he got dumped by this girl, probably on the best moment of his life. She just ran off without telling him, basically. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I can see how that would be traumatizing to him. And he's trying to kind of restructure his life. But I think he doesn't realize quite how much the uh, that is weighing on his mind. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, we start off the series with episode zero is with Sylphie. And yep. we get to see her side of things kind of coming, being forced to go to this strange land. You know, not by any will of her own or anyone else's. Just uh, she ends up there and she has to kind of deal with the fact that so much is expected of her and that there's... You know, people think that she's strange. She's obviously a weird kind of... She's an elf-looking creature, so she's kind of, like, getting weird looks, and she's getting all the stuff thrown at her, and she's still just a kid very much so. so yeah. And, I, I mean, you also got to remember she grew up so attached to, you know... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Rudius. And her just being thrusted into this world where she's got to be alone and kind of, you know... It's... Yeah. Be a stranger. It's, it's definitely hard for her, too. So even though this season has kind of started off with probably the most, like, isekai stuff, where they're actually, you know, adventuring and fighting monsters, like, that's not the point of the show. The point of the show is how these characters are dealing with these weird situations that they're finding themselves in. But really, these are situations that you could find yourself in, you and I could find ourselves in, in the real world, you know? Like, psychological trauma is a thing, you know, going to a new place, not having friends, losing the people that you're used to being with. That is also a thing. There's a lot. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in the show. The art's fantastic. I'm actually kind of like the music might be the only thing I'm kind of like mad about. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's good. I know they usually have great music. I haven't really been let down. I haven't really like, uh, I guess, thought about it too much. But I mean, fair enough. It's good. It just feels kind of generic right now. But mm -hmm. that's fine. I mean, I, I think that's probably the weakest point, which is to say, 
It's it's good. it's okay. It's good. Yeah. The worst part is the music, which is still good, but yeah. okay. So I think this is really. What can you say? This is kind of like the highlight of the season, probably for I would say the vast majority. For those of that enjoy this, uh, I know that you know it's. It's an isekai, but this is this is the one, and this is the one I always suggest. Uh, it's funny when you were kind of explaining how you, you know, the the whole point of it, the like the, the epic of it, of the of the characters kind of uh, just dealing with situations, and that being the point of the story. It definitely gave me like a Vinland Saga feel, where it's like you have like these two different people that are kind of trying to meet up, not knowing, and it's just like a saga of all this, like and. The story isn't beating a bad guy or overcoming stuff. It's just dealing with stuff and, you know, dealing with your emotions and situations and meeting new people and how that impacts you in your daily life. Um, but, yeah, no, you're right. It's definitely up there. It's one of the top of the seasons. Well, and I think that's what most isekai miss. They spend too much time making an overpowered protagonist or making a protagonist who's, you know, over the top or funny. They don't focus on the actual conflict, which is, you know, we're all human. And you got to make something that's relatable to the people that you're telling the story to. It's not all just memes, believe it or not. Um, but speaking of unless memes, you're unless you're a uh, what's it called a vending machine. <laughs> we're not gonna get into that. We're, we're not. not. We're not touching on that one. So that exists, um, and that's about as much as I will acknowledge it. Speaking of memes, though, uh, bleach is another thing that exists. It does. Um, I don't know if I would categorize it as memes. More. I mean, there are memes, but it's more just like, I don't know. Can you have a meme in like a badass kind of cool way? I don't see why not. Yes, no. that's true. I mean, I think memes are mostly comedy, I suppose. Yeah, it wasn't the best transition. Okay, just fucking talk about Bleach. All right, we All get right, it. Bleach. <laughs> uh, so that's another returning one, uh, and that's another very heavy fan favorite. Uh, season two of the final arc, The Thousand Year War, uh, is continuing. Um and yeah, it, it, it doesn't miss a beat. Kind of like uh, Mushoku Tensei, it continues where it left off, and that means the animations are still high quality, the fights are still high quality. Um, you know, as if you remember the first season, it was super high, like movie quality animations, very crisp. Uh, I thought that, you know, as a whole, it was a great adaptation for what it is. But I think we're getting into this part of the season where. I think the story itself, like the actual plot, just is not that great. And I can't overlook it sometimes. I love watching the fights. I love watching how clean it looks. I love... You act like the plot was Loving the band ca- Bond con- I know, but it's just... It's so bad in certain places. Which, which part upset you the most? Was it when... The Soul Reapers had their moment where they're like, ah, you activated our trap card. And then the bad guys were like, no, you activated our trap card. That's basically what bothers me, man. <laughs> and I was talking to my other buddy. So, uh, yeah, so a continuation. The uh, the Soul Reapers got fucked by the, uh, what's called, Quincy's. And now the Quincy's are coming back and like, hey, we're going to finish you off. And, yes, that's basically what happened. The, the Soul Reapers, after somewhat struggling to keep up with the Quincy's on their second battle. They found a way to get their Bankai's back, right? You know, spoilers, but whatever. Um, they're like, hey, we can finally turn the tide a little bit and make it a little bit even. And then, of course, as soon as that happens, not even an episode, not even 30 seconds later, the Quincy King's like, haha, but now you can, now we can go Super Saiyan. That was holding us back, actually, so thank you. And, yeah. like, it, just, it doesn't matter. And this stuff back and forth and not having any, like, actual like 
I don't know. Like it just everything, nothing matters. It's just like a power up this, ass pull here and there. This thought literally just occurred to me, which is just that like they can't fight these guys without their bonkai, but only the captains have bonkai. Why are these underlings even there? Like, so you're telling me the captains are the only ones that? Well, can they do also anything. bring underlings though. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Quintys yeah. have their underlings, but I mean, but the under, their underlings are just wiping the fucking floor. Are, yeah, and the and those guys don't have bankai, so why are they even there? They're just like. Meat, meat. They're getting and grind, they, ground up. Yeah, basically, it is just fodder. And, okay. um, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's what it is. It's it's fun to watch. You definitely turn your brain off. The Transformers of anime. It's what I've dubbed it. Dubbed it to this season. I just it looks cool. I love. I like watching the fights, but I'm not there for the dialogue and stuff and for the ultimate plot. Um, can I can so, I just be straight with you? Like my favorite part of this entire show. The intro art is so it's fucking so sweet. good. Yeah. God, I love that intro. They've done intro. the intros great because the first season one was really good too. This one I think is better. I think you're right that this one might be my favorite. Um, they, It's something about Bleach. It just has swag. And they do the intros and the outros well. They do their character like like designs well. They like The fights are great because I love oh, yeah. seeing the different Bonkais. I love seeing... like It like it makes the kid in me like feel great. But I'm no longer a kid and I can't overlook the just absurdity well, of things. I have loved the art and I have loved the character designs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just fights. I just don't even think about the story at yep. this point. Because I might as well be watching a Yu-Gi-Oh game where... They, Let's go! Where the, where the points are all made up and the cards don't matter. So, you know, it's it's... It's an interesting show just from a design perspective. I fucking love the, uh, what's his name? The, the poison captain or the technology captain where he just comes out of his room of fucking light. Oh, the light room? Like, he's just Shoo! like, I, found a, I got a room with no shadows. There's light everywhere. I'm like, how the fuck does that even work? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I love the, uh, I love the designs for um, the, uh, what's his name? The guy who's like half who's half hollow, but he's got that reverse, where he oh, reverses yeah, everybody's yeah. perception. The, yeah, the that, guy. They made that Bankai look so fucking cool. Um, it was very cool. I've always liked his design. That's one of my favorite characters from the beginning, uh, whenever they introduced him in, like, the Arankar. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess um, the hollow Arankar um, arc. Um, but yeah, he, his, his was cool. And his... It's funny that you mentioned the whole, like, fodder people. It's funny because he couldn't even use his bankai. How useless of a bankai is it that you can't use it when you are you you have, uh, like, partners around? around. Yeah. yeah. It has to be 1v1, which or it can v, happen. Like, technically, it could be 1v infinity. It's That's just true. As be long as like, it's not you, you, it's you just have like no You parts. have to be solo. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, otherwise, it's just kind of fucking stupid. Yeah. It's, it's funny how that works out. But, yeah, I mean... The plot. Honestly... I am only watching this for the fights. I literally just pull it up on my phone. I don't even listen to it. I'm just looking at the cool art. And frankly, that it says it does say something that I'm still getting things out of that, though. Because the art is just that good. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, there is something to say about that, for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to one where the art is not as good. Uh, the girl I like forgot her glasses. So uh, that's a great transition because that's exactly see, I'm, what I've been I, that's all I have to say. I've been working on it. I'm working my transitions. Um, so uh, I was worried about this series getting into the season because I wasn't sure the jokes would translate into anime. And you, you read and the manga? I, um, yeah, because I read the manga. The manga's pretty good. It's cutesy. It's got that aspect to it. And I'll tell you what. 
the jokes don't translate into anime. Really? I, just, I don't think the pacing works very well. I don't think this is... So do you think that's an issue because of the adaptation style, or do you think that's actually just because it doesn't I think, land? I think the adaptation style is kind of nauseating in a weird way. Uh, not in the sense that the art is just that bad. It's like they pick very strange perspectives and angles in the show that I would not be used to seeing in a normal show. And it's kind of like... I thought maybe intent they were doing that intentionally because they were trying to do it from the perspective of, like, oh, this is what it looks like from a person with glasses if they were without their glasses. But it really is just kind of... It kind of makes you motion sick, almost. Like, watching the camera angles jump around like that. Uh, and... Which is weird, because I don't usually get motion sickness. But I, I thought it was interesting looking and i wanted to give it a shot but i think it really is like it's one thing when you read a chapter and you're like oh this is cute and then you have to wait a week to read another chapter it's different when you're having to watch this guy like basically pander to this girl who keeps forgetting her fucking glasses like six times in the same episode and you're just like how many how, how is your eyesight this bad and you keep forgetting your fucking glasses you what might just happening? be an idiot what is happening here Man, that kid is thirsty. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, what's what are your thoughts? Maybe thirsty is the wrong word. He's, He's simping hard. He man. is simping hard. All right, there you go. What? Yeah, I mean, I knew nothing about it, and I'm not impressed either. Um, so Gohans is the name of the studio who does this, and um, I, I I think it's their direction style is is why like it is a stylistic. Uh, decision to do what they did, uh, which is the weird like camera angles slash turning slash quick movements when someone's walking. Like it's it's almost like they wanted to show off like their animation like prowess by doing that. But I think it just it kind of like distracts, and maybe maybe that is a technique to distract away from imperfections. But um, yeah, it, it's disorienting. Like it literally, like the intro of him walking down the street, walking into a classroom, walking up the stairs. Like, it, I honestly just wanted to puke. I was just like, this is just making my head hurt. Watching every turn, watching the camera move around. Like in real life, it works because the perspective makes sense because you're real. But I think with animation, it just does. I don't think it hits. Um, at least for me, it doesn't. Well, it also took some weird angles, and sometimes that can work, but it didn't work for an intro. Like, I can see, like, they were doing some Dutch angle work where they were, like, turning the screen slightly to kind of go along with them. And I'm like, that works if you're trying to be dramatic. I don't know why you're doing that in an intro. No, it, it, you're it right, doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, it, but besides that, I don't really like the the animation style. Like, if you take away the flow, I, I, I call, I'll call that the flow, just kind of how you flow from one scene to another, how you flow from one room to another. Uh, if you just look at the animation, like the character, des the character designs are look somewhat true to the manga, uh, but the animation style, I just it just doesn't look good in my eyes, and that's just the just that's just looking at it. And once I start listening and reading the actual subs, I am even more put off because it just it's not a compelling story to me. Like I I he's literally simping over a girl. He really doesn't know he kind of doesn't matter yeah yeah he, i mean he's just kind of like knows her because he sits beside her and that's it and like he has no reason to like her besides just being cute they don't really set it up very well um 
Like, I don't have a reason to like him because of that. And then she comes off, like, klutzy and like, oh, yeah, I just forgot my glasses. Like, all of a sudden, it's convenient for the story for her to con- forget her glasses day in and day out when she's been wearing them every day for, I mean, they're at least 12, 13, 14 years old. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, she might not have worn them as a l- little she child. Might, but she might just lose them all the time and we just don't know. But that's, I that's yeah. I don't know. It just, the concept, the whole premise just doesn't, you know, resonate with me. And then the art doesn't help, so I'm, I'm kind of out. I looked at the manga panels to see what you were seeing, and it, it definitely looks like it, it looks better. It's easier on the eyes. That much is true. And I think I could like a romance like this. I mean, it seems like a generic romance. There's literally yeah. nothing special about this. She literally just... He, I she's think, just a klutz. I mean, that's what it is. It's kind of like the cutesy whatever romance of the season, but I just think the pacing is off, and I think this is one of those stories where... Having panels makes it actually cuter because you kind of get this, pay, you get this kind of break where you're not like actually thinking about all this stuff kind of going along. You can kind of just you kind of feel you can take it at your own pace and you can kind of understand it and get the vibe of it as it's actually playing out. And you're watching like I think there's a scene in one of the early episodes where she's like she's lost her glasses and she thinks a bag is a cat. And when you're watching that on a panel, you're like, oh, okay, I didn't get the joke because I didn't see the bag. But when you're watching it in an anime, you have to see him walk up on the bag and her talking to it. And it's like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> this is just not This is just not funny, man. This is just sad. Like, okay. But, so going from a another adaptation that just did not hit, I guess. Uh, so it happens. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely was not loving it. Um, and I'm definitely one I will not continue. Fair enough. So uh, let's just move on with our lives. So Reign of the Seven Spellblades. This is going to be one of those that I'm going to have to get you to watch because it's surprisingly good. I've heard good things. I, I know that I've heard other reviewers kind of talk about it and say, you know, this is this is solid. I wouldn't say like like breaking new ground, but it is is fun. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like blown my mind, and it's not like the. Oh my god, I gotta, gotta watch it of the season. God, god. But it's fascinating to me because it does take a different twist on kind of your fantasy world. So it's, what is it? Uh, so the Seven Spell Blades, it's basically Harry Potter. Except uh, the magic is, there's, the magic isn't really explained kind of like you would expect it to be in a Harry Potter. It's not like spells, it's kind of like a mix of key and everything else. And I guess the kind of the animals are different, the creatures are different, the flowers are different, and also apparently trying to murder you or talk you into doing something. It's it's kind of hard to describe without actually watching it. I guess the best way to put it is you kind of have these expectations of what a magical world is supposed to be based on, you know, the history of dwarves, goblins, elves, all that junk. And this one kind of turns on its head and is like, nah. That's stupid. Don't even don't even worry about that. That's not relevant. Ours is totally new and totally different. And it is actually totally new and totally different. I do like the aspect that even though it's basically a high school anime, they're like, no, this is a magical school. At least 20% of you are going to either die or lose your minds uh, being here. So uh, good luck with that. And also, I, I'm not going to lie, I do enjoy Dominatrix, uh, Mo- Step on Me, Mommy... Dumbledore. Oh yeah. All right, Sam. If you're listening, <laughs> just cue in on this, baby. <laughs> she never listens this far. She's gonna listen this far. Anyway, 
You're fucked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think um, I think part of the fascination to me, like again, this is also they don't really go into they don't pander to you as the audience. They kind of like. This is the world we live in. We're not going to explain everything because it's silly. You don't even find out what a spell blade is till the third episode, which I kind of just figured, oh, it's a guy who uses a sword and can cast spells. No, specifically the spell blades are people who have a technique that can instant kill somebody. <laughs> and they're like, which is fascinating. I didn't even really think of that concept. But it's like nobody knows exactly how many there are or who they are because... If you have a technique that could kill somebody instantly, you probably don't want to tell them what that technique is or they'll try and counter it or they'll try and kill you. So it's kind of an interesting... Con There's a lot of interesting ideas in here and I'm kind of waiting to see where the story actually goes, if that makes any sense. There's a lot of cool things and I'm enjoying kind of seeing it all and seeing the imagination kind of run wild. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to see where the story actually develops into. Because right now, I think the only core thing is that these guys are going to school and two of them are in love with each other. And that's pretty much it. So, we'll see how that goes. But I am intrigued and I'm definitely going to keep watching. So Nice. All right. Cool. Well, well that's uh, one of the new ones of this season. Uh, another new one uh, that is kind of... In the same boat where I think you were saying that uh, we're kind of looking forward to see where it goes because we might have mixed uh, thoughts on it right now is Dark Gathering. Uh, so that one is one that I, I kind of gravitated to because uh, it was advertised as a horror, um, you know, kind of like supernatural horror. And I, I want to say that just looking at the initial, like, what's it called, like poster of it. Uh, you know, it looked like it was going to be kind of horror. You know, it was. I was like, oh, okay, so it looks like it might have some aspects that, you know, that are a little spooky. You know, um, and after watching the first three episodes, I'm I'm a little conflicted because I don't hate it, I don't love it, but I'm going to watch it. And not in, and it's weird because I don't think it does horror as much as I wanted it to. I wanted more horror. Um, right now I'm getting equal parts comedy and equal parts horror and it's re that dichotomy is kind of weird. I don't know if I love getting, a, you know, kind of like levity and like, you know, kind of down to earthness and then all of a sudden flipping the switch and it being like end of the, like super scary or super creepy. And then at the end it's like, ah, everything's great. And it doesn't help that the art, you mentioned this, that the art seems a little like, I don't know, just kind of. Not, I guess Kitty. It seems like your generic, like shown any like comedy art, right? And I don't think that fits well with maybe some of the you know aspects of it being horror. It just it doesn't make me feel like there's much impact to the horror part of it. Yeah, and I do understand that the contrast of kind of like the more childish or more Kitty kind of animation does make to bring out the comedy, but it does make it hard for me to take it seriously i guess because even some of the scary things i'm like well that's that's just a cartoon it's not that it's not that scary there's not like anything really yeah vibing with it, it lessens the impact for yeah sure. it definitely is kind of like i don't know i guess i just have a hard time picturing for me if i'm seeing something scary i need to see something where i could actually picture it being a thing in reality 
And I cannot picture anything in this show actually, yeah, being I mean, a thing. That's also fair, but... And I, maybe that's also the atmosphere, because they do keep it kind of... Generally speaking, they keep it pretty light-hearted. They have their moments, but generally speaking, like I would say 90% of the show is pretty just like... It's out in the open, and the lighting is actually very bright, even though it's nighttime. I don't know what the deal is yeah, with that. Yeah, and I will say... <laughs> Like, I feel like it's getting there because it's introducing some of the characters. Like, I, and, and to, to, to talk about the characters, you know, the, the, the main characters I actually really enjoy. Uh, there's a girl, there's a little girl whose name is uh, Yayoi. Uh, she's kind of like the, 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 like the weird, like medium slash like ghost hunter. Cause this has to do with uh, spirits and the supernatural and has to do with like the spirit world kind of intertwining with the real world and this little girl happens to be able to like exercise slash defeat you know these spirits and then the uh, the main guy who happens to be her tutor um uh, kitaro he happens to be attracted to spirits or spirits are attracted to him excuse yeah, me they're just all so it's kind of like they tag team to be able to find spirits because she has a mission to be able to find her mom who happens to be dead and taken by a spirit so there is story to it i like that there is it's not just them just having adventures because that doesn't seem like there's any impact to it you know obviously the main character is looking for something she's longing for something and she's she's going about it in a somewhat i mean it doesn't seem dangerous to me but she, they're going after spirits and that's obviously not super safe right but i do want to bring up the third character who honestly is the character that creeps me out the most is their like teacher that the main guy character has a crush on. Oh, I That is also, yeah, and is also like, she always, so, she creeps me yeah, the fuck she, out. She had, you know, she was actually friends with him their whole childhood and they actually both encountered spirits in a, like, a weird, uh, like, situation and they were both cursed. So there, there is importance to why they're involved in this. It isn't just for the sake of a story. They all have a mission, per se. And that's why I, I do like the characters right now. And maybe that's why I'm still invested is because I want to see where they go. Because right now, the direction seems kind of... Uh, I don't know if it's going to be uh, lighthearted but scary or if it's actually going to put the foot down and be like, hey, this is creepy and we're going to make it creepy. Because there were moments that like I was like... I'm not scared, but I was just like, that's gross. Like... Like there was an episode where one of the dolls was like a like a long-haired like Japanese doll, you know the white face, dark dark long hair. Like she possessed one of the kids, and like her hair became like a tentacle thing, and it, like it went down the the main character's throat and like was inside of him. It was really fucking creepy. And I was like, this is sweet. Like this is what I want to see, and I want to see it actually mean something. But it just, I mean, they were saved, and then, and then at the end of it, they were like, ah, everything's great. Yeah, I mean, that's. That's kind of where I want to see what they are actually going to go down. Are they going to keep trying to split the middle? Because I think that's really their issue. Or are they going to pick a lane? Uh -huh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, depending on which way it goes, it should be, it could get uh, significantly better. But right now, I'm just not that into this show, you know. Yeah, I'll have to uh, let you know how it goes. Because I will continue, and I hope that they kind of put the pedal down. Uh, because, you know, I, I, like, I like the premise, and I like the characters, and we'll see where it goes from there. But speaking of evil spirits, so we're talking about Jujutsu Kaisen now? Apparently, Gojo always gets his time. If he's involved, he will always have a time to shine. Technically, we are already talking about Jujutsu Kaisen, so I guess we could skip over it. But basically, this whole season, to me, has just been 
Gojo does cool shit and uh, looks cool doing it. And that's basically been the whole series, the whole season so far. I know there is a story, and it is actually a significantly better story than what Bleach is putting out, uh, frankly. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm only looking at it, I'm just looking like, when's Gojo going to do something fucking cool? And that's and we haven't been disappointed. <laughs> I have not, no. We've gotten everything. Um, <laughs> but to tell you what the actual story is, it's, uh, so usually I say when the season returns, it's a continuation. This is not. So this is kind of a, uh, a prequel. So this is uh, season zero, I guess you could say. But uh, the next season where it goes to the past and it actually introduces Gojo and his team as he's kind of going through uh, Sorcerer School. Um, so new characters, new setting. You know, it's still the Jujutsu Kaisen world, but obviously it's, a, it's the past. And because of the new characters, it, it makes it seem like a completely different story. And it's fun because uh, it, the, the new animation is a different style. Uh, it's a little bit more. It's it's less dark. It's more smooth instead of rough edges, kind of dark edges. Uh, so it it's inviting because it's like it's almost like a brand new story. It is a new story, but it's it's just like a brand new thing, right? It looks different. New characters. Super excited to see that world because that world's great. You know, spirits fighting, great action, great uh, fighting sequences, and it's delivered on all fronts. Um, this one, I think this season, it has the potential to be even better because it it does more than just fights. Last season, it was like the introduction of the entire world and having the fights. This one, there are more thought-provoking parts to it, and I, I look forward to that because we have characters that are a little bit that have more depth than the original three that we were introduced to. So. Yeah, well, I think we're learning a lot more about some interesting characters that we've been introduced to, and right. that's kind of what's well, making we know. it more fun. We, we know of, but we don't really know them, right? Yeah, and I do like what you touched on with the art style shift, because it's something I hadn't really thought about. A lot of the art from the previous season, I mean, it was fast-paced, but a lot of it was like fist-to-fist. -fist. We haven't seen as much direct fist-to-fist kind of fighting. It's been very light on its feet, a lot of running around, a lot of like shooting things, so... It's been, I think the art style has been very beneficial, shift has been very beneficial to the action they're trying to get across, and I am enjoying that significantly. I think for me, um, I guess, I've been also fascinated by some of the comedy quirks, but I'll be frank is that it kind of feels like, with a lot of prologues, I feel the same way. You already know where the characters are going to end up. They're kind of just throwing this particular story just kind of in the trash. It's not really like it's a bad story is not what I mean. What I mean is just that it's like you already know what's going to happen. The interesting part is how it affects the characters. This story doesn't really matter in the long run because we already know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's kind of been the only weak point for me is I was kind of initially fascinated with the turn that the story has taken. But overall, I was kind of like, but this doesn't really mean anything. So. Yeah, and I, I don't think it, it's... It, I think it's just because you know what happens. And sometimes that ruins it. And sometimes that you it, you hate... It ruins, like, the road to it. But I, I, to me, I, I don't think so. Because, um, I don't know, there's just... It's much more interesting to see the road than to just see the ending. I know what the ending is. I know what happens. I mean, there's no different than reading a manga and then watching the anime. But it's, it's just nice to see it 
in, you know, in this form. And I think if they treat it right by having, and they, they've added more substance to it by making, you know, longer, not longer episodes, but making like fights longer by making interactions more longer. And I think they're doing a great job. And it's, 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 de- it's different than what, you know, was, was done in the manga because they're telling a longer story. Uh, and I think that's the reason why I'm still a little intrigued. And just because I know that they do it right. I know that, you know, based off the first season, the fights are going to be great. And it's cool to see, and this is something that, you know, we don't get to see a lot of, is we got to see, you know, Gojo in a situation where he's not necessarily as OP as we would have thought, right? Uh, I think just the, he happened to be fighting the other guy who also happened to be OP at the time and was taking advantage of a lot of factors. But no, I, I like, I'm not saying I'm not going to keep watching it, and it has been an interesting ride. I mean, I certainly didn't expect the story to go where it went, knowing where we end up. But, yeah, I think I'm I'm kind of waiting for it to, I guess, what's the best way to put it? I'm waiting for it to kind of get real. I'm waiting for the stakes to get more real and i think we're starting to get to that phase and that's where i'm going to be more interested fair enough and i'm interested to see if you think the stakes because knowing where it ends up just because it is a prologue it is a prologue i understand what you're saying it is a story that builds but not necessarily continues to build it builds the setting sort of right well and again we're trying narrative we're we're trying really hard not to spoil yeah i don't necessarily that's a problem with the plot fair enough i think it's a problem with gojo and that could be true of any character like that which maybe we should discuss sometime but it's like it's really hard to be like man things are really dangerous right now when you know it's like this guy's fucking invincible. What, what are they gonna do? Like, I mean, even even when he dies, it's just like ah, he does. He's he's he's, he's great. He's fine. He's Jesus. Yeah. So it's it's just like I think he did. He beat Jesus's respawn time. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, um, it was and, like three hours, not and, three days. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I I think it's just hard to do that. But there are some other characters at play now. Um, I think we're getting to that part in the story, and I think that will be more interesting personally. Um, For sure. So yeah, with so now that we've talked about Jujutsu Kaisen, um, I guess I got to give you your solo piece. Uh, masterful cat is depressed again. So is this is the masterful cat just me? Is that what we're talking about right now? Yes, you are a cat. <laughs> I'm I am depressed again. I we are to, all cats. I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I'm depressed again. Oh no! Well, well, no, no. Sorry, that's a different anime. We'll talk about that a little later. But anyway, what, what what's the deal with the masterful cat? So um, this one actually is another Go Hands, uh, not original, but uh, at adaptation, and um, so it's got the same art style. It's got the same funky like um, like transitions. But a little bit less, I guess. Uh, I didn't feel as jarred with this one, though it, it is still a little bit weird on the eyes, and I feel very similar that I just don't really like the way it looks. But this story is much better, I think, because it's um, well, it's kind of silly. It's it's about a cat. It's about a cat who's the size of a human, honestly, like a bear standing up on its hind legs, that becomes a domesticated cat that cooks and cleans and takes care of her owner. And that's it. It's just daily, daily stuff where she comes home from work and she's tired, and he cooks her. She, I don't know, forget if it's a he or she. Uh, he, she cooks her, uh, her owner, which is uh, her name is uh, Saku. Uh, he cooks for her, 
uh, makes her a meal and she's like, oh, this is the best. You know, he gets her a beer and then they have, you know, if she shows up late because she's working late from work, the cat gets pissed off. And um, it's just like having a cat, but it's big and it does your laundry. And it's just kind of ridiculous, but I've kind of enjoyed it because it's just so relaxing. Um, you know, the the main character, Saku, she come, she has these like ridiculous like scenarios where, you know, her friends are talking to her. She's like, oh, you have a cat? Oh, really? You know, if you ever need someone to take care of it, let me know. And it's just like her in her head, she's just imagining like, what if they find out? Like, it's a big cat. No one needs to take care of it. It takes care of me. Yeah. And then like her, her, um, her boss one day was like, oh, how's your cat doing? And she freaks out because she thinks that he knows about the cat, but she had to mention it to him before, so she, you know, she relaxes. But, you know, like these, these scenarios because she's worried about the cat, which, you know, in, in my eyes, I would be worried too because if someone found out I had a six-foot-tall cat in my house that took care of me, you know, you know, United States would pop in and be like, we're taking this for research. We've got to find out how to make this the secret soldier so we can beat Russia. You sure you don't have something you want to tell all the listeners out there right now? No. Nothing about this giant cat stand, statue standing in the corner of your room? Yeah, he's just chilling. <laughs> it's just got, if anything, I'd prefer a giant dog. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Mr. Uh, Bubbles. 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 All right. But, uh, so yeah, that's it. And it's just kind of like a slice of life, kind of, but with a cat. I don't know. It's weird. I've kind of enjoyed it. Um, I don't like the look of it, but it's just kind of funny to me. Uh, like it's almost like shorts where she just like comes home and she deals with the cat and like like I said, she, she all this weird situation because the ha- cat is like domesticated. It like cleans up. It takes care of her. It like gets her out of bed to like go shower. It's it's just kind of funny because she's kind of like a bum. And if it wasn't for the cat, she would be like a neat for sure. So it's very basic, but... It is funny to see like a situation where the cat is taking care of the person. Correct, yeah. Because the cats are typically so flippant and don't give a crap exactly. about anything. Exactly. So it, 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 I didn't even think about that. But yeah, it's just kind of like it turns the you know turns it on its head. Like it's not a cat who just sits in the corner and doesn't do anything. It's like a domesticated like you know cat that does stuff, right? It's just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta deal with you again. Oh, all right. But yeah, but it also knows that you, it'll... Her, she'll die if it doesn't take care of her. That's funny. I, I'll have to check this out. It sounds good. Uh, speaking of anime that you should check out, uh, now we're talking about Hulk. Uh, yeah, now it's your turn to show. Okay, so, like, I haven't had to do this before. Uh, how come I get all the solo ones and you get the... It was two versus one, man. All right, fine, whatever. Uh, so, Hulk. Um yeah, I, I was really hyping this one up in our uh, preseason kind of hype session, and uh, I like it so far. I was very worried about the art and how that would impact the action, and frankly, the action looks really good. I've been really very impressed with that. I will say that the pacing is definitely different. I think they sped up some of the earlier episodes or chapters in the manga, and that makes... For an interesting dynamic because some of the jokes like really really land and then some of the jokes just absolutely do not land um but i think it, it is still a good show and i i'm like i really dig the art i really like the character designs and i like where the story is going i think i'm kind of fascinated to hear what like an outsider perspective on it would be with the fact that it's also kind of like a mystery going on in the background while all this stuff is happening um, leading into some of the one of the many, I must say, some of the many many twists that this show has. But uh, yeah, I, I'm 
I'm digging it, and I think so far it's been a very good show, and I think people are actually seem to be enjoying it, at least on Reddit. So uh, it's a promising sign. Go out and watch Hulk. Do it. Anyway, I know I will. It's definitely on my list. I I like the premise. When I first read it, I'm like, this sounds this sounds like it could be good, like hilarious. And uh, I mean, the animation looks good. I've seen you know little uh, trailers of it, and uh, I just one of the ones that I haven't gotten around time to. So. Um, but yes, we will uh, get to it. All right. So, which one of these do you want to do first? Well, let's do Undead Murder first. I knew you're gonna to want to save this. I know you're gonna save the best for last. All right. So, Undead Murder first. You want me to lead in? Go for it. All right. So, Undead Murder first. I I kind of brought this one up on a lark because in our pre-episode. It had actually come out like right before we recorded, and I just watched the first episode, and I was like, this seems so ridiculous and over the top. I kind of want to see where it goes, because honestly, I couldn't get a good vibe for it from the first episode, and this show that I thought was going to turn out to be an action show has now turned into a murder mystery show, and it's also a really, really good murder mystery show, so I've been kind of surprised by all kind of the all-around aspects of it because the action's still good it's still like really well drawn and really well animated i i think they do good job at cutting because they're not showing you the full fight but they're showing enough of it to be like oh i get what's going on it's intense um and i think that the better part though is it's drawing you in with kind of the mystery aspects you want to learn about the world you want to learn about these characters like what's their story because they're all kind of weirdos and eclectic and obviously they've been through a lot but you don't know much about any of them and i like what they're doing there i like kind of the atmosphere it's dark but it's not see this is kind of the atmosphere i would have liked for dark gathering where it's like it's kind of shady it's like darker it's kind of edgier but it's not so dark that you just feel like overwhelmed all the time. You feel like everything is serious. Yeah, it's like, and th- there's a decent amount of like, not comedy, but there is levity between the characters that kind of it doesn't kill the suspense, but it allows you to just like take a breather. I yeah. think the balance is good because the main character and the uh, I'm trying to pull them up now. I forgot their names, but the main the two main characters, the head and there's the, the, yeah, the head and the oni, the head uh, and the oni, and uh, then the their back and forth is very good. They have a good dynamic of you know she's very like intellectual, very collected, and he's very like goofy. But he he knows what's going on. He just plays dumb, right? He plays yeah. like a goofball, but she picks it up. She picks up on it, and then you have the maid who's like kind of jealous of their relationship. Yeah, of their relationship. And, I love the and like maid. a stone stone killer. Uh, so, but like the entire time, it's like serious things. Like you know, like you said, it was a mystery. Um, they uh, somebody was murdered. It happened to be that it was a vampire. But this vampire family was actually a kind of like a good vampire family that was trying to assimilate into into society. And uh, you know, it was just like a mystery. Like, hey, the, the the mom got murdered. We're trying to figure it out. So there was obviously nothing lighthearted about it because it was an it was turned out to be that it was someone. You know, not a, very unexpected. I don't want to spoil it because that, I think that's what really drives the entire first mini arc. And um, yeah, it was it it was just surprising how like I I was t- I, the way I wrote it up is that it felt like I was watching a game of Clue. Like you know, you just kind of like fe- getting all these it's like a normal mystery. You get all these like little tidbits of information, and then it finally concludes. But 
it, they they I felt like the story pacing was great. It allows for the characters to like find out things we find out with them. They explain it pretty well to us. And then you do get the action, you know, you get the action at the end when it all culminates and you get the action, you know, when they first met. So, um I'm I'm very intrigued with this with this uh, anime. One thing I will say is it also kind of has a different attitude about things. Um, I mean, it doesn't really dwell on I guess the core messages, but one of the core messages I guess from the first arc is it's just like you monsters can try and get along with humans, but we're just never going to be able to coexist. And that's like one of the themes that I'm like in this day and age, that's not normally like a message that you get from a show or a like story and i don't know which way they're gonna go with that because it is kind of in the title their kid kind of like focus on the idea that like certain things in society are farces and all that so i'm kind of fascinated about where they go with that because well, it is a weird proposition to send and, out. It's, and it sets up for a weird setting because i think that I mean to play to to detail more about that like the um, they did bring it up like you know them kind of coexisting is impossible but I think that's what they're pushing like they're they're introducing I think they somewhat introduce like other monsters that are very typical to uh like like popular monsters like you know Frankenstein would be yeah, I think he yeah. was already introduced in one of them and then like they already brought up Sherlock Holmes in one of them so it's like they're bringing all these like well-known concepts and like they're going to form it into the setting with these new concepts, obviously the new main characters, which I looked up, Sugaru and uh, Aya, uh, them, you know, the Oni and the Head, like, like I guess they have a mission, and you, you learn through the first few episodes, but they're going to have to go through all these well-known monsters or well-known scenarios, and that intrigues me for sure. Yeah, I think there's a lot to like about the show, and certainly a lot to be intrigued by, I mean... Especially if it keeps up the mystery aspect... Like, I like that a lot. It's, it's, it's different. I like the... I mean, they talk about how the Oni can be, like, super powerful. The only thing that can defeat certain things, pretty much anything. And so we know that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with and that action will come. But I want them to keep the, the, the introspective slash mystery intact. Right? Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's really what keeps us going on this show. And I'm excited for it. This is... I would say this would have been... This is probably the biggest surprise of the season. And if not for the next anime that we're about to talk about, it might have been one of the top ones of the season. But uh, we shall see. Zom 100, though. Other kind of monsters. Uh, zombies, obviously, that we're talking about here. Holy shit. Like, that's got to be the best first episode of anime I've ever seen. That was so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's um, it's actually, yeah, like you said, this is definitely one that's surprising. Not that it was done well, because I knew it would transition well. I think when we read the manga, I knew that it would be a very good anime. I'm like, this would be great. This is a good watch. It has a plot. Could be fun. Silly. But it is far, it is the amount of, like, work and love they put into adapting this thing and in that first episode alone blew my expectations away like i was just surprised how good it like because especially the first episode it's really big that you understand why the main character just feels the way he feels and how he because otherwise the idea that he feels happy because of a zombie apocalypse doesn't really hit to you right you don't understand why he feels that way because he hates his job so much. He hates his life so much. He's somewhere so deep and so ingrained in, you know, in just bad and just 
feeling useless and feeling like he's not contributing as a human that when everyone becomes not human, he feels be over the moon about it, right? Yeah, well, it feels like he he kind of gets to a point where, and I don't want to get into the whole mental health thing because like, we could go on for all sure. day. But, yeah, I guess the guy was hired by the basic premise. We, we've covered it a few times. Guy was hired by a black company, which is a company that basically takes advantage of people and kind of puts them in abusive situations, for lack of a better term. Working, you know, 20-hour days and working seven or eight days a week, it's not seven or eight Damn, days. Damn, dog! Eight days a week? Hey, don't put that What the fuck on. is this, the Beatles? We ain't doing that shit. Eight days a week. Anyway, yeah, so... We're getting taken off. That podcast is getting fucking copyrighted. You know that, right? Uh-huh. Now it is, yeah. See, it's a good thing you sing is terrible. Anyway, continue with the premise. So, yeah, and so he's kind of basically on the verge of killing himself. In fact, he thinks about it quite a few times in the like first episode. And yeah, so when the zombie apocalypse finally happens, it's like, oh shit, now I actually have something to live for because I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I can actually you know, live and feel and do everything in my life. It's like, you kind of watch this guy slowly die inside and, like, stop. The way... This is the best part of this show, is the way the art conveys everything. That's what you I'm saying. Have, like, yeah. they did such a good job in showing it and not telling you. They tell you because, you know, it's, it's, he, he, he fucking shouts it from the rooftop. So they tell you. But they showed it in everything, in the way they transitioned, in the way they showed... You know, the colors of zombies, the way they show the colors of the background, the way they... I think even the ratio, like, they showed, like, at one point it was just kind of, like, closing in. And yeah, then it was closing in, and in. it was getting darker. Yeah. You could feel like everything was kind of slipping Colonial, away. Yeah, and it's just... And, I mean, this is just the first episode. I will say that the later episodes don't necessarily put that much production into it, but they still do a great job of hooking you in on that first episode. And, and, and that episode alone tells me that they're going to do a great job the entire series, because... If they can convey that, then the rest of it's going to be easy. Because after yeah. that, it becomes a, a basic story, and it's fun, and you get to see different situations, meet new characters, and that's basically what the story's about. He's checking things off a list. Right? Yeah, and I guess I also just want to talk about, I love the zombie design, and I love the colors for the blood, because we all, man, if you've been around in America for the past 20 years, you've got a certain perspective on what zombies look like and what a zombie movie looks like. I've never seen a zombie movie look like this. Like, the blood is all, like, multicolored and, like, rainbow, and it's just fucking gorgeous. And you can almost kind of get feel like, even though, yeah, it's the end of the world, but it's like, God, this is fucking beautiful. It's like, yeah. It definitely grabs your attention. Yeah. But it gets away from the idea that, that you know, blood and gore will grab your attention, but that's just, that's an easy way to do it. They, they grab your attention in a different way. And it, I mean, it's not like it's groundbreaking, but it's just nice to see it look well, being, they, being portrayed a little differently. Well, they do do a good contrast because there are moments where things get depressing, like bad stuff does happen, and it's almost like the tone and the color in the world shifts when that happens. And yeah, then, and it'll stray away, and then from it'll that, right? shift back. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very. And that happens in the story. There are moments like that, and I I look forward to it because I know that. The reality is, it's still a zombie apocalypse. People will die. Yeah. And we can't, you know, it is a lighthearted story, but that will happen. Right? Yeah, and I, I'm i really digging it. I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, frankly, I think this one's probably going to go past where the manga ended up, so I'm kind of excited to see how it goes. But 
I've been very happy with it so far. Um, For sure. It is slowed down pretty significantly compared to the first few episodes. So we'll see what happens if it picks back up. But... I'm excited, and this is probably my anime for the season if it keeps delivering. So. Yeah, if if not easily like the best adaptation I, I've seen in, in in a while. It's just yeah, it's good. Definitely check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Yep. All right. So that's all the manga. Or that's all the anime we're covering this season. I mean, there's more out there. If y'all have some you want us to check out, shoot us an email at rawlyanime at gmail But now it's time to talk about our manga of the. Uh, recording and this time we read marriage toxin so this one is an interesting comedy series and it kind of tries to mesh action romance comedy all together and frankly i think some of the punchlines really work some of the aspects of the story don't really work um this was also my first time reading this. I think I read the first chapter last time and determined it wasn't for me. Wanted to get a second perspective. Um, and so, Ozzy, I want to get your thoughts on it. What, were, what was your take? <sighs> Let's see. So, so to give a background on what it is, it's a about a an assassin who specializes in poison techniques. Um, happens to be put in a situation where he has to, either him or his sister, has to marry and continue the family uh, so they can continue the poison techniques, kind of, in a way. Uh, it happens to be that his sister's a lesbian, so that kind of makes it impossible for her to reproduce. Um, I guess, I mean, kind of short-sighted. You can technically still reproduce but they don't really... Well, the the, the, the premise is they're going to force her to like give up on... Basically force her into a marriage. That too. And, you know, and, The family's and, like old school. They're like, hey, we need you to bear a son. You need to find a husband. And she's obviously a lesbian, so she's not into that. So the main character, who is uh, Garu, who is the, bro- the other half of the two siblings, the brother, uh, he ends up finding... Tries to find a way to uh, find a... Uh, what's it called? A... A significant other. Uh, it happens to be that he comes across this random, tra- like cross-dressing swindler uh, that he thinks is a woman, just a uh, woman to start with. Yeah, like a marriage swindler, like uh, somebody who romances people out of their money, basically. Yeah. Uh, uh. So, she, so she, she, he, he happens to know how to really attract people, how to get people to f- kind of fall for him in either way, either as a female or as a male. It's kind of why he's a cross-dresser. And he's like, hey, I need you to help me find someone. And that's the premise. He needs to find someone that can marry him so he can ultimately keep his family happy, keep his sister happy so she can stay with her girlfriend. And, um, yeah, and, you know, it's kind of a really bizarre premise when I say it out loud. Um, reading it makes a little bit more sense and is easier to absorb. But um, I I don't mind the premise. I like the I, I mean, it's it's kind of reminiscent of the stories we've seen before. Kind of like, I mean, Spy Family, he doesn't necessarily have to find a family, but he has to for his mission. So it's kind of like that where you're trying to like, you know, it kind of a right. weird situation for marriage. And that one, you're not really, it's not really trying to become real. It just, in it's becoming real, unfortunately. Yeah, or not unfortunately, but real. it's becoming real. It's becoming real more because of the situation that Correct. it yeah. in. In and this case, it's... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. He wants it to be real, but kind of in a, like, 
for not real purposes, just to kind of like. I, I think it's more like he never imagined it was even possible yeah, to live that kind of life, and now he's like, "Oh, but I have to." So now I, I got to. And that's one of my work. complaints that you yeah. know, I'll, I'll talk about here. He, he he has a change of heart in literally the first chapter where he's like, "I thought marriage was stupid and not really possible for me, but now I really want to find somebody." So he's trying to find somebody. Um, and, you know, what, what really threw me off was that, you know, I thought that was it. You know, I thought he's an assassin, but it kind of like kind of hits on a lot of different things because it goes down the comedy route. It's obviously going down the romance route, but then it it, it goes into like a shonen like action route because it turns out he's not just like a poison assassin. He's also like he can use poison. He can like punch people to, and like, fly through the sky. Yeah, he can like use poison through. as like almost like a superhero. He, he can he used like cleaning agent to like cut through a truck i still don't know what the fuck happened there he li- it was literally cleaning agent because they were cleaning a bathroom i thought it was like acid or something either way it was a chemical yeah that doesn't make any sense he nah. like sprayed it down the line and went through a truck and split it in half yeah you know i did like the punchline where the guy was like you know, maybe I should just like yeah. So like, and then the comedy just and, like, retire. I don't mind that, but I just think that just how weird that like random it felt. And then like he's technically part of a poison clan, and then there's like a water clan, there's an insect clan, and I was like, what is this Naruto? Like, are you just trying to trying to take different clans and like like it just felt like they were just kind of putting different ideas across the board. And I didn't really care for half of them. I was like, I don't, I, I don't like that he's like a superhero, like type powered kind of guy. I don't necessarily care for all the clans, but I do like the idea of him just like, kind of talking to this dude who he thought was a woman, helping him find someone he likes, and the kind of stupid interactions he has. Like there was one chapter where he was trying to save this girl who he, you know, was obviously you know a beautiful girl. She was actually an art thief. Yeah, exactly. and like. The random, like, what are you going to say to her whenever you see her first? And, like, save her. He's, he's like... And, like, going through that and him just not knowing how to say things. Him just not knowing how to, like, show emotion. Because he doesn't really know how to talk to girls. That's funny. Like, I, I enjoyed that aspect. There was a time where he was, like, speed dating. And, like, she's, like, the the other guy who is helping him, the swindler. He's, like, hey, make sure you show face emotions. Make sure that you're... You tell them what, what you're... What, your character is and he's like i make a ton of money i make a million dollars yeah and like, like his faces are just like stupid as fuck and it's kind of hilarious like I, I like that but i don't know there's there's just aspects that kind of throw me off and i'm just like this is dumb I don't, like i don't know yeah i think i will say i may have farther this time reading it than i did the first time the reason i picked this is it's a monthly shonen jump and it got it's gotten really popular and there's i can see why rumors going around that it's going to get a manga or an anime adaptation so We'll see what happens with that. But the reason I want... So when I first read it the first time, I basically got through the first two chapters and I was kind of like, this is stupid. Yeah, the part where he cut the car in half was kind of... I was kind of like, wait, what is this character exactly? (laughs) So I will say I made it farther this time. I made it through the second arc where he saves the art thief girl. But I was kind of like, even when the art thief part was happening i was like what the fuck is this girl character who's riding on a shark stealing art and then like kissing the shark and rocking away and then there's some guy who controls water i was just like it's, it's yeah, the water plan dude yeah it's just it's too much it's too much i i was fascinated by the concept that like the guy shows himself in the first episode he's a very clever and talented assassin 
like actual I, I like assassin. That. It was it, like yeah. the, the initial was like he like poisoned somebody by like growing their immunity. I'm like, yo, I like this. This is yeah, cool. He's well, kind of like behind the scenes, and all of a sudden he's like, I can slice a fucking truck. It just. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like there's a guy that he's trying to kill, but he's got like a poison taster, and the poison taster is like so good. And the way he gets by him is he's like, I just real start really low, and then I increase the poison dosage so that he didn't notice, and then eventually it slipped by him. But anyway, I, I like that kind of stuff, and I thought that's a really creative idea. And who knows, maybe it gets better like way into it, and that's why it's gotten more popular. But I'm just like reading this, and I'm like. It's trying too hard. I think you put it best when you, because you put this in our notes. It's trying too hard to be everything at once, and it does not. Yeah, it's jack not of all the, trades. You're not really being good at one thing. Yeah, I do like the dating, and I do like the comedy aspects, and I think if they had stuck more with that and gone away from the action, but then again, on the other hand, maybe this is just one of those where it got, <laughs> it got told by the editors, you need more action, and then this kind of stuff well, happens. And I. I don't mind the action. I just wish they never set him up to not to to be like like a like a espionage kind of like behind the scenes assassin, and then like everyone knows who he is. So it's like, are you really an assassin then? Yeah, because right like I understand that you're into poison. Like maybe poison wasn't the best method because you know if they made him like, oh yeah, he ha- he happens to be like a cape crusader at night. Oh yeah, that was... that would be like much more funny. Like that because oh, yeah. then then it would be like hilarious to see him in a fucking suit. Hilarious, trying to like keep up the whole like double life kind of thing to like the person he ends up falling in love with. That that was dumb too, because there's like this scene where they're like, "We got to get somebody to rescue this art thief girl." I don't remember exactly why, but they were like, "We got to get somebody to rescue this girl," and he just straight up comes out as like, "Oh, I'm an assassin with the so and so clan," and they're like. Would an assassin just say that like out loud? Well, no, didn't he just say his name and they're like, "Oh, you're the good, you're, you're the, the poison, fucking dude, you're the poison assassin, dude." And I'm like, that, "Okay, whatever." I don't know. I, now that I think about it, I honestly think it would be better if they did. Um, actually, I want this. This is my idea. Don't fucking take it. I want an anime about someone like Batman daylighting and having to date somebody like this situation where he's trying to find out how to fall in love with somebody but trying to de- trying to have the nightlife of being Batman per se and then like I, I don't know I-, I think it would be funny if he's That's, like that actually sounds pretty and good. maybe not being really good at it kind of like the kick-ass idea where he's like you know he's good at it but like he's not that great so he shows up to his date all beat the fuck up yeah uh, that would be interesting uh, we might need to check out the Lies of Sheriff Evans, if you've ever heard of that one, is pretty no. good. But uh, that is not the manga that I have listed next time. But we'll put it on. We'll put a footnote on it. Uh, the next one that I've got lined up um, is "Tis Time for Torture Princess," which is oh, it, is this going back to your comment about you like seeing like uh, dominatrix like step, step on, on me, mommy? mommy. No, is this stepping on you, mommy? No, no, no. This mommy? is a interesting comedy. Oh yeah, that's what they all say. That. Is definitely not what it sounds like on the tin. It's definitely not. Definitely not, mommy. Okay, sure. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the actual plot of this one is there is a captured human princess in the demon world, and every chapter they try to quote unquote torture her to give up human secrets, and it's a comedy. Um, if I give away much more than How that. How many chapters before the nipple clamps come out? <laughs> I don't think there are any nipple clamps. What the fuck's the point of reading this? I I, I kind of give away the whole... I mean, the gag is kind of the same every time. Oh, but, there's gagging. Yeah, um, but uh, 
I, so I can't really give away much more. Okay, but, uh, that's it's fair. an interesting. It's a interesting comedy. So. I'll take your word for it. All right, and uh, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, thanks as always to our listeners and for staying with us this long. You can shoot us an email at raleighanime at gmail.com. And uh, until next time, guys, uh, have a fabulous week. And yes, and uh, again, uh, congratulations to Logan, because the next time we come in, uh, he'll be a happily married man, and he will not be any longer going to uh, swindlers to give him advice on how to find his uh, his future loved one. So, Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, I won't have to try and hunt down a dominatrix mommy to step on me. He already has it. Yeah, I know. But bye, you guys. Yeah. See you later, Sam. Bye. <laughs>